Are you ready to podcast? Yeah. Is that your intro? <laughs> <laughs> it is today's. Welcome back to Press Any Button. I'm Nikki. I'm Eric. And today we're going to be talking about a game called Into the Breach. Into the Breach is a turn-based strategy video game developed and published by Subset Games. In the game, you control a squad of mechs from the future, sent to hold off an alien threat. Each attempt you save the world presents a new randomly generated challenge. All right, so Eric, is there a cool story to go with this game? There's lots of cool story. Oh, I'm so excited. All of it is really cool, yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. Right. So hit me with it, Eric. Hit me with all that sweet, sweet knowledge. You ready for the first bullet point? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so the developer of Into the Breach Subset Games was founded in 2012 and is primarily the collaboration of Justin Ma and Matthew Davis. Oh. And are these names that I should know? Well, you probably don't, but you will <laughs> after this. Awesome. Uh, so Justin and Matthew had previously worked together at 2K Games in Shanghai Studio, where they became friends and would play board games together in their spare time. Aw, best friends. Yeah. So they, Sounds like a lot of our friendships <laughs> revolves around board games or games in general. Yeah, they really bonded over board games, and I feel like that's kind of reflected in the games that they've kind of made. Oh, yeah. I can definitely see that in this game for sure. Yeah. So while at 2K Games, they both worked on a game called Top Spin 4, which is a tennis game for Wii. Uh, Justin Ma also worked on Bioshock 2. Ooh. What does Justin do? Do you know? He really does, like, everything. Okay. So he's just... A uh, in fact, when he interviewed for the job at 2K, they initially didn't give it to him because they weren't quite sure how he would fit into their team. Mm -hmm. um, but eventually, they had an opening for, like, a junior developer uh, that kind of needed a bunch of different skills, and that's how he kind of got into the company. Cool. Okay, so both Justin and Matthew left 2K Games in 2011 for various reasons. Uh, Matthew went biking across China, and Justin would go to a game developer conference in San Francisco, where he realized that he wanted to become an independent developer. Oh, cool. So they both live in Japan, you said? Uh, Shanghai, China. Oh, China. Cool. Yeah, San Francisco, that's a really long way from China, so that's kind of neat. Like, I guess it was like a big convention or something. Yeah, it was a big convention, and they're kind of all over the place. They're both American. Oh, really? Uh, but yeah, they kind of met together working overseas in China. That's really cool. And I think now they're, they're headquartered in Seattle. That's pretty neat, like... Two people from America meeting in China, becoming friends. That, that may have been another reason they became friends. You know, they could kind of like relate on that level. Yeah. And then I guess eventually they went into a business together. Yeah. Is so, that the next thing? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, once Matthew got back from biking China and Justin got back from the game developer conference, um, they met back up in Shanghai and they decided that they would devote a year to developing a game together. And if it didn't work out, they'd move on and forget it ever happened. Oh, this sounds kind of like a rom-com. You, know? <laughs> like, yeah, you don't have much going on. I don't have much going on. Let's try it out for a year. If it works, we get married and live happily ever after. If not, we're just friends. Yeah, you know, it's win-win. <laughs> I like it. I mean, why not take a risk, you know, in a year? That's a pretty good amount of time, I think, to assess if, you know, it's something you want to do f for like a long run or, yeah, if, you know, if it's you, not going to work out. You may have some indications of whether you're doing anything good at that point. <laughs> yeah. And just because you're friends doesn't mean you're going to be good business partners. Oh, yeah. Either, it doesn't mean so. you're going to work well together at all. Yeah. Okay. So the game that came out of this collaboration is a brilliant game that I'm a huge fan of called Faster Than Light. You probably know it as the game that makes weird whale noises, as I would 
play it sometimes while you were trying to sleep way back in the day. Oh my gosh. Yep, that is how I know the game. Because when you said the title, I was like, mm, that doesn't ring a bell. But now it does. And that's a weird one too, because like, as a newish gamer person, that game that you're talking about, uh, Faster Than Light, yeah, it's very basic. Like, when you look at it, it looks like a really, really old game. Um, I disagree with you, but I don't... I don't know. I remember seeing you play it, and I'm like, I don't know. I was confused. I'm like, what is this? This looks different from other games that I've seen before. Yeah, honestly, I think it looks good for what it is. Maybe it has kind of an older feel to it, but... Yeah, I know you like that game. <laughs> I've seen you play that game a lot, so... That was like their original game that they made together. They spent a year doing that one. Yeah, they spent, well, actually over a year. So they they took it to a bunch of different conferences and stuff and showed Mm -hmm. it off while they were working on it and kind of got some feedback. And they kind of realized after six months that they had something really good. Cool. About at the year mark, they started a Kickstarter to kind of get them over the finish line. And they ended up raising like 200x what they were looking to raise wow and they were just trying to basically hire someone to do the music and finish it up cool but yeah so yeah so it took them like a year and a half to do that game yeah but i guess at the year mark they were like okay we've got something special here we can try to keep this going yeah yeah exactly uh even though faster than light was released in 2012 it wouldn't be until mid 2015 until all commitments to the game were completed and they could begin working on their next game, which is Into the Breach. 2015 is when they ended all commitments. What does that mean? Basically, they had finished uh, updating and patching and doing all the oh, stuff they okay, wanted to okay. do to gotcha. it. Cool. So it took them like three years to do all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think there was like an expansion on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. They added a bunch of content to it. Awesome. So they started working on what we're talking about, Into the Breach, in 2015. Yeah. Cool. And it didn't come out until 2018 right yeah all right so three years i mean i don't know that's is that an average time uh you know year and a half for the first one three years for the second one (laughs) yeah but i don't know the first one that well i've only briefly seen you play it like random times but like the into the breach does seem like a little more complicated they're very different from each other. Yeah. Um, they're both pretty complicated in their own different ways. Okay. <laughs> I'm just putting like major <laughs> judgments on uh, the game that I've never played before. <laughs> so they were inspired by 2012's XCOM Enemy Unknown, another turn-based strategy game that had recent success. They were also inspired by the movies Pacific Rim and Man of Steel, but wanted to put a greater emphasis on actually protecting the city rather than just defeating the enemies. Did you ever see either of those movies? No. <laughs> yeah, I missed They're really there. not my like genre of movies that I normally watch. I mean, I've seen some of the Superman movies, but none of them really made me want to go watch all of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think Pacific Rim was like some kind of Michael Bay movie or something. Like, I kind of remember it coming out. Like, maybe Rihanna was in that one or something. Huh. But, uh I don't know. Didn't it come out like around the same time as like some of those other movies like G.I. Joe and stuff? I don't know. It looked like a cool movie. I just never got around to see it. Yeah, it looked looked like an action movie, you know, which is not really my preferred genre of movies. But I don't know. Maybe we should go watch it and see (laughs) like if it really does, you know, remind us of the game or not. Yeah. So according to Justin Ma... Into the Breach was a response to movies and media where there would be a superhero fight uh, where the whole city would get demolished, but no one cares because the good guys won. No, no one noticed the 7 million people who died in that process or even acknowledged that it happened. That's basically every superhero yeah. movie ever made. It was yeah. like, how many people died for you to kill this villain? You really destroyed an entire city. In some cases, entire planets, you know? But yeah, their idea was, I guess, a response to the general frustration of that trope. Yeah, that's cool, though, because like in the game, they really do a good job of emphasizing like you got to protect the civilian buildings, too. Or if you don't, you lose some of your health, basically. Yeah, the grid is basically your real hit points. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So in another statement, Justin Ma said uh, that the entire game is structured around trying to avoid and being threatened by collateral damage. 
Yeah. So yeah. So your goal is really trying to protect the city. Yeah. It's a very much like you're on defense, really. Yeah. Like not a lot of offense because you're not really setting up much. You're more of trying to stop the enemies from doing things. Yeah. Than like doing your own thing. Yeah. It's it's like all damage control. This yes. Game. Yes. Exactly. Okay, so even though the story could be described as minimalist, guest writer Chris Avalone came up with a lot of lore and dialogue in the game. Avalone has written on many other games, including Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, Fallout New Vegas, and Star Wars Fallen Order. So it's kind of cool. They actually had a writer, a pretty big writer on this. Neat, even though he didn't do a whole lot. I mean, I, there's some writing, but I mean, there's it's a, not, you know. There's a lot that's kind of set up, and you can actually <laughs> dig quite a bit into the lore of this game if yeah. you want to hmm. did you dig into the lore uh a little bit you know <laughs> you can like read backgrounds on all the characters and stuff and they all have different mannerisms of speaking and stuff like yeah. that. yeah so there's more to it than what they present in the game there's more information you can go find yeah like on their website yeah and there's stuff definitely if you really want to get definitely into it more story but yeah it a lot of it's kind of inferred yeah I wonder why they didn't include more of the story into the game because I the like game is pretty simple. Like they definitely have room to like add, a, you know, add a little bit of more story there if they wanted. I actually really like what they did. They did it like very, very minimalistic where the game is front and center. And then mm-hmm. the story is kind of like it, it gets set up in the background. You kind of yeah. you kind of pick it up as you're playing the game, like what's going on what your setting is, who your characters are, stuff like that. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Because a yeah. lot of times it's the other way around where there's just so much story. Yeah. Especially, and almost the as, gameplay becomes like an afterthought. Yeah, especially up front. I see a lot of games do that. I like how this game, you can just really get right into the game. Yeah. So Into the Breach was released in February of 2018 on Windows, August of 2018 on Mac, and Nintendo Switch in April of 2020 on Linux, and December of 2020 on Stadia. And did you just get this game because they made that other game that you like? And you're like... No, I actually heard about it uh, differently. I was looking up like good Switch games and it came up on a list. Oh, cool. So it just happened to be a game that was made by a company that made another game that you really like too. (laughs) I did notice like right away some very similar features between Faster and Light in this game. So you had an idea that maybe... Uh, some of the same people worked on it or something. Yeah, like that <laughs> uh, select your mech squad uh, menu at the beginning. Uh-huh. Faster Than Light has a, a select a ship thing, kind of similar to that, where you get to kind of set up your ship before <laughs> you take off. That's pretty cool. So they kind of have, have a style or like something oh, yeah. that lets you know, like these people made this game. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, I'd say so. That's neat. At least between their two games that they've made. Yeah. So they only have two games so far? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so Into the Breach received praise upon its release, holding a 90 out of 100 on review aggregation site Metacritic, and it is the site's best-reviewed PC game for 2018. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I saw on IGN they gave it a 9 out of 10, yeah. and that's pretty good. Yeah, it's reviewed well. I think it's sold pretty well. It's, yeah. a, it's a good game. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, are you ready for some fun facts? Oh, I'm always ready for some fun facts. I got just three of them. All right, let's get this party started. Fun fact number one, there are secret pilots in this game (gasps) that can be accessed by breaking a marked mountain or ice tile in a level and retrieving an item underneath. That's cool. The secret pilots are one of three alien races, Rockman, Mantis, or Zoltan, from their previous game, Faster Than Light. Oh, so once you got to that part where you're like, for sure, this is connected if you didn't already look it up. I did not actually know that you did this it? entire time I played this game. Oh my gosh. So you haven't gotten any of the secret pilots? I have not, no. Wow. That's kind of surprising considering you played this game a lot. And I know in certain levels, like they give you bonus objectives, like destroy two mountains or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm surprised, like at least playing those levels, you haven't like accidentally got one of the secret pilots. I tend to avoid those levels because it's kind of hard to do that. <laughs> yeah, true. You don't have a whole lot of extra ammo to play around with usually, but yeah, usually your moves are like really, man, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta preserve your moves in this game. So you have to get really good if you are, if yeah. you have 
the time and leisure to just be destroying <laughs> mountains and stuff, uh, you're probably pretty good at this game. <laughs> yeah. So fun fact number two, in college, Justin Ma majored in Chinese language, history, and culture. I think this is pretty good evidence that you can be successful in fields outside of your major in college. Because, yeah. yeah, then he went into video game stuff. I mean, yeah, but that makes sense, though, because he eventually moved to China, though. Yeah, that's so true. So that definitely did, I'm sure, help him get a job. Oh, yeah, I think it did open some doors for him. But, yeah, pretty much, I mean, almost everyone I know, or not everyone, but, like, I'd say half the people I know that went to college are not doing what <laughs> their degree is in whatsoever. Yeah. Like, you're one of those people. I mean, I guess That's your true. minor is in chemistry, and yeah. you do chemistry, but, like, your major was IT, right? Uh, computer science. Oh, okay. Computer science. Way different. Way different. I'm, uh, I'm not helping people with their computer problems. I'm writing programs. Oh, so different. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like Jen from IT crowd. Like, I don't, I barely know what IT stands for, okay? <laughs> I love that show. But yeah, it's always interesting to just see kind of where people end up, you know, versus like where they thought they were going to do, you know, like life has its own plan for you. True. Okay. So fun fact number three, since subset was founded in 2012, they developed just two games with a pace of about one game every five years. So we can expect their next game to come out around 2023. <laughs> Their, their setup kind of reminds me of like super giant games, which makes Hades, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, one game every three or four years about. I mean, if, is it still just the two of them or do you know if they, I mean, they probably have like a team at this point. I yeah. Assume. I think they have a small team. But, but I would but, rather have quality over quantity. So if it takes you five years to come out with a game and it's really good, I have no problems with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And they're probably making pretty decent money off these games still. I mean, when you're selling thousands of copies, you know, for $20 a piece and you're keeping most of that since you have a really ridiculously small team. Yeah. Like you're probably doing pretty well. Yeah, I hope so. And I hope they're working on another game. Yeah, I would hope so. And that's all my fun facts. Oh, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> So, Eric, I really, I actually like this game. I know you're probably shocked. What? By watching me play it. No way. I didn't really, it like was a slow growth of like, <laughs> at first I felt really overwhelmed because the, it's just like, it looks simple. You think it's going to be kind of simple, but then there's like a lot of information you kind of need to learn before you get started. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there really is. You kind of learn a lot by trial and error in this yeah. game. Yeah. There's just a lot of different aspects to it that you don't necessarily they don't necessarily tell you about, so you just kind of have to play around and you have to really look on the screen and look and see what is on the screen because like Yeah. For example, for when you want to go upgrade your weapons and stuff, like the prompt for that is really light and it's in the corner and it's like I don't know, if you're not looking for it, you might miss it you know yeah but anyways uh let's go ahead and start with the pros and i'll let you go first since you picked the game okay so for me i love the fusion of genres combining turn-based strategy and roguelike elements uh like randomized maps rewards and enemies uh, it also kind of works almost like a puzzle game in some ways as well yeah i think it's mostly a puzzle game honestly <laughs> I mean, that's the majority of what your turn is. You're pretty much like there's a puzzle on the board and you're trying to figure out how to survive yeah. the puzzle. And like by puzzle, I mean, so this is what a, a nine by nine grid. Uh, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. It's a so pretty small. Eight by eight or nine by nine grid. It's basically. a pretty, pretty small grid. Yeah. So you have like these little squares that you can move to and that the enemies can move to and different squares have like... They could have civilian buildings on it. It could have something like extra batteries or like a, a bar or something that you have to protect. Like enemies can spawn there. There could be, what else? There could be water. Yeah, water There's all kinds mountains. of stuff that could happen on the grid. Yeah. And so basically how the game is set up is that you kind of pick where you want to place your mechs to begin with. And then you submit and they plop down <laughs> and then the enemies come and they set up their turn. And 
like the way the game is designed is you you kind of know what the enemy is going to do there's yeah. no surprise there like if you hover over the enemy it'll tell you exactly like what it's gonna do the next turn or like where it's gonna aim for so you have a chance to like battle that yeah you're basically and that's where like the puzzle part comes in yeah you're basically spending each turn trying to counter the enemy moves exactly you're either you're balancing trying to kill the enemies with trying to essentially save the city yeah and prevent them from like destroying the buildings yes so there's some situations where you have a little more leeway and you you're like go in to kill the enemy but then there's other situations where you're outnumbered and you're literally just trying to see what's going to be the least amount of damage because no matter what you do you're going to get damage yeah and (laughs) and you do have to balance trying to kill the enemies too because they will keep spawning yeah but um, I like that, too. I like uh, I agree with what you said. I also think that this game has like a lot of longevity. You know, last week for Just Dance, we were talking about how uh, yeah. it didn't doesn't really have longevity if you don't pay for like the the unlimited whatever subscription. But this one, I mean, you could play this game many many times and, it, and it'll be different. There's a lot of different things. It's like sets it up to have like variation like um there's different groups of mechs that you can eventually earn and pick from that all have specialized yeah brand um, brand new weapons brand new ways of controlling them Uh, yeah and then like certain groups will be good for like air attack certain groups are better for like water like water stuff you know like they'll have their like specialized things i guess yeah they also have easy normal and hard mode (laughs) Which I think is nice because if you are new to these, like me, you can start off easy. But then if you want to keep playing, that that adds like another level of longevity to it because you can go through and uh, move up difficulty too. Yeah, that's that's a really nice feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that they added an easy mode and a hard mode actually is pretty good. I always like it when games do that because it gives you just a little more like freedom to like start where you want to start you know yeah. if you want to take it easy you've got that option if you want to go hard you've got that option and i will say starting out this game normal is very very hard starting out yeah i started i at- i actually i did it almost exactly what you did is i played it a few times on normal got my butt kicked put it down <laughs> to easy just to try to help me figure it out yeah and then now, now I played on normal, but I still haven't really bumped it up to hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I started on normal because I didn't really realize that you could switch it. And yeah. then I like died twice. And I was like, when I started the third time, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> if you hit the left bumper, there's an easy mode. Yes, I will definitely be doing that. <laughs> I will say, I'll still say, even if you're just starting the game easy mode is not going to be super easy either. no it's not <laughs> it's it's way easier than normal mode but it's not like that easy just in general yeah it's a good way to learn the game though so i like that this game doesn't go heavy on the story but still conveys a lot of information the pilots all have different personalities as well as the island ceos all of humanity consists of just a few islands and you play as time travelers trying to rescue as many different timelines as they can I feel like there's a lot of interesting lore here if you want to take the time to check it out, but it's never like forced on you. Yeah, I agree with like, I like that too, because for example, you know, Metal Gear Solid 2, (laughs) that was sort of like the opposite of this, where it was just so much story. And like we were saying earlier, like the gameplay, I mean, I don't know, it almost seemed like not the main point of the game like the story was definitely like the main point yeah of that i will game. say the story is really good though <laughs> it is good uh, yeah if you're gonna do that your story better be damn good but it's it's nice to like take a break from that and just have a variation of games where you can not have to like pay that much attention to the story you can just play the game yeah and like there is a lot of information you need to know but it's mostly like technical stuff like what does this enemy do what does yeah. this thing do what does this mech what are its moves like that kind of stuff so yeah the vec that you're fighting are basically giant bugs and they have a whole bunch of different units that do different things like some of them launch projectiles some will shoot in straight lines some will wrap you up and prevent you from moving mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that some will throw bombs <laughs> yeah yeah it's cool that they have all the different kinds of 
enemies and stuff to like just mix it up and create like a different play through every time. Yeah. So what's something else that you liked? I like the puzzle aspect of it. I like that it sets it. It basically sets you up with a problem and you have to figure out the solution. And that's basically a very simplified version of what this game is. But there's just a lot of different things you have to think about because it depends on what order you move your mechs in. um, And you you can move them all and then attack or you can move each one and attacks like individually like there's a lot of different ways to go about strategy with this game yeah and they do give you one reset per level which is actually really nice where you can reset your turn if oh yeah if you feel like you've mismoved a mech or miss hit a button or something yeah i do that a lot (laughs) (laughs) they at least give you one per game or per level i mean so you can you can always reset a move too. like you can move your mech look what an attack will do in this position and then if that doesn't isn't the right spot you can always back off then yeah and i like that um when you're trying to figure out where to move your enemies and like what you're gonna do so pretty much like each mech you can click on and it'll show you all the spaces that you're allowed to move yeah so like your first thought is like okay where do i need to move this but then the cool thing is like you can just to see like what it's going to do. You can just move it to a spot, press like the trigger and it'll kind of show you all your options. So you can kind of like see what your options are. If you're more of a visual person, um, you can go through like different squares and see like what your plan of attack can be. Yeah. That's definitely, that's really nice. That's definitely me. I'm a much more visual person. Yeah. Me too. I'll move stuff around a few times before I finally settle on some moves. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to, like, just move all your things and then go and attack. And then sometimes, like I was saying, it's good to move and attack, move and attack. Does that make sense? Yeah, I've always moved and attack and moved and attack. I've never moved them oh, and, really? and done the attacks. Well, just if because, you don't want, if, say, you're, like, want to shoot an enemy, oh, but, like, yeah. a, one of your no, you're right, you're, guys is in the way. Yeah, you're right, yeah. you're right. Yeah, sometimes you do have to move before you attack. Yeah, <laughs> It does make it trickier, though, because if you accidentally move something in the wrong direction or a direction you didn't think you were going to move it, then it can throw off an attack. Yeah, true. Uh, One of the things I liked was how everything is yeah shrunk way down. In most turn-based strategy games, you're controlling dozens of units on a large map. And in this game, you're just controlling three tiny units on a very tiny map. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably a good game for, like, me to start with. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Even though it is kind of complicated it is the the actual visual is very simple to look at and i see some of the games that you play on the computer and yeah like you're saying it's just like a lot you're controlling like a whole freaking country (laughs) yeah of like knights and stuff it's like whoa so i think like yeah this is a good one to pick for me to start with i think yeah I like that they give you a lot of options to kind of like customize your experience. So like you can upgrade your weapons, you can upgrade or make all these different changes to like what pilots you use. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And you also have like these stars, which are reputation and like that can give you different things i think it's random right like so it's not always the same options like the shop is going to be random there's two things that are always the same like you can usually always add health and you can always add um cores cores but then there's like four other things that you can add that are like random each time and you just have to click through and see like it could be um something that allows you to shoot like a shield on a building or it could be um, something that allows you to have like an extra move for a certain mech or something like that. And you get to choose what you want. So there's just a lot of different ways to kind of like try different things out. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you a lot of freedom to kind of like build, build your mech squad how you want it. My last pro is that I like the difficulty curve uh, with each island progressively getting harder Uh, I like how it gives you the option to skip over to the final battle only after two islands if you feel like your mechs are strong enough. Yeah. Like, I like that you can keep it going or and save as many people as possible. Or you can just be like, "Eh, you know, I'm just going to beat the game now (laughs) and and not uh, not stretch it out too, too much. Yeah. And that's like a cool option. So, like, that would pretty much be like the difference between 
like a two hour game versus like a four hour game yeah exactly yeah so if you don't have that much time or whatever you know or you just want to try different things out and i don't know it's like like i said it gives you a lot of different options i um did beat one timeline by only doing two uh, islands so yeah the bear uh, the bear cool. <laughs> <laughs> i was worried it was i think it was close but uh i did it <laughs> yeah you did pretty well yeah and it doesn't take i can't remember how long it takes you to get through hades but like i feel like it doesn't really take you that long to get through a timeline on this no like it doesn't. three hours like if you're doing an average uh, between you know? uh between two two to four hours probably i would say yeah that's why i was like three would be the average you yeah know, that but yeah it's like you don't have to play this for like a week to beat it you yeah know? yeah that's you can true just sit down and do it and because it's like randomized you can go back and play a game and it's pretty different like you'll have you can start with different mechs and different weapons and you can get different pilots along the way and have to balance those out yeah any other pros uh, no, that was pretty much it. So what were some of your cons? Um, so I really don't have like too many of them. And this might just be, some of this might just be because I haven't played like very many games that are like this. Yeah. But um, one of the things, like I was saying, a con for me is like you, you kind of have to learn a lot of information before you can start. You like need to know yeah. what your mechs do. You need to know what the enemies are doing. You need to know what the bonus is missions are for the level (laughs) and oh yeah the extra objectives yeah yeah and all this stuff so you like it's a lot of like hovering over things on the screen and then you basically have to press left bumper and read like yeah what what all everything does yeah what's what's this attack do what this what does this scion do or gives a passive ability and it really that's just like a minor thing it's not even that really big of a deal it's just like if you have add or something like me It can be, it can seem like a little overwhelming at first. You're like, oh crap, I have a lot of, a lot to remember, you know, but you can go back at any time and reread what it is if you forget or whatever. But it's just like, it's probably need to take like three minutes before you start just moving crap around and attacking to see what you're really doing to get a grasp of like how to play the level correctly. Yeah. Well, if you just start moving around willy nilly, you will die. Hey, there's a little tutorial. <laughs> I, I you actually know how I feel about tutorials. <laughs> I actually, I had that as a con too. It's they don't really give you a whole lot of help when you're first learning it. They give you like one little short tutorial, and then then you're off on your own. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's like also since this is a roguelike game, right? Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of room for mistakes. If you <laughs> make a mistake once and you use your reset and you make another mistake you're screwed like there's no reset after that which i mean i guess that's good you don't want to make it too easy but also if you're someone that likes is like impatient you like to just try stuff and like you just go for it there's a lot of regret you know like instant (laughs) regret like oh i should have thought about that a little longer why did i do that there is a uh (laughs) there is a pilot who has the ability to give you an extra reset (laughs) oh i didn't have that guy (laughs) So one of my cons is that I want more content. (laughs) I feel like this could use like an expansion with more mechs, maybe more islands, more weapons and more enemies, all that stuff. I like the game a lot. So yeah, I want more. (laughs) (laughs) You think like when they were designing the game that they might have like thought about that in advance, you know, like, I don't know if they did or not, but like to me, if I was designing a game like this, I would maybe think about creating obviously like the first version but go ahead and start thinking of at least one DLC thing I yeah, could add like expansion. a year later or something. Yeah. yeah. I also don't know how difficult it was to balance all the stuff that they had to balance. Mm-hmm. That might've been part of what took this game so long to develop is just trying to balance all the different enemies and attacks and mechs That's and all true. that stuff. And all Unless that stuff. you're actually creating the game and you're actually there. Yeah. You don't really know. I mean, th- it's easy like, for me to say, yeah, I want more, but yeah, you don't really know what challenges they have or what like they had to overcome to make stuff. And like, as someone who has done coding and stuff, um, you know that like yeah. sometimes one tiny mistake can take a while to figure out or yeah, whatever. So, you know? Sometimes like one one weapon or one yeah enemy can just totally break the game and totally make it like not fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm sure um I'm sure there's a lot of instances like that where <laughs> they just run into just random problems. It's like oh things that you never would think of probably, you know. Yeah. Uh what's something else that you don't like? I don't know. The graphics are really simple. Like I think that's just me being like a new school gamer is like um if you just saw someone playing this game, you might think it was from like the 90s or something. Yeah, like, it kind of looks like uh, SNES or something. Yeah, it's not It's I, not like super high quality graphics. I mean, they're good, but it's just they look old, I guess. Yeah, for me, I love that style. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> I always see playing <laughs> games and I'm like, what, is this old? And you're like, no, this came out last month. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I love that like SNES retro style like to me man it doesn't get much better than that but i did see an article that was like (laughs) when i was trying to look up the future for this game spoiler i didn't find any future stuff sorry but i did find a list a list of games and it was like top 10 games that you can play on your crappy pc (laughs) (laughs) so i guess because it is kind of simple in the graphics region or whatever it doesn't take a lot of memory up yeah and so you could pretty much play it on any computer hey, as someone who grew up with a crappy pc like yeah i i love that like to me that's great <laughs> make it make your games accessible the great graphics the high quality games are good but also having some low graphic quality games where you can run them on like a old computer is nice yeah um, and that's all for like my cons. Like I said, I don't have that many. What about you? The only other thing I had is I would personally like even more randomized elements. <laughs> like what so if... Like more enemies or just different yeah, terrains? Yeah, I kind of said that. What? But in, I mean, in this way, like where, like what if the weapons you acquired did different amounts of damage oh. and, and had different modifiers? Like maybe this weapon causes is the same, but now it causes burning or fro- uh, freezing or something. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Then, then it comes back to okay, maybe that's going to cause balance issues. Yeah, <laughs> but it would be fun if they had that as an option, maybe under like a customized game or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's all my cons. Yeah. So this game is like really heavy on the strategy. It's pretty much all strategy game. Yeah. Like you don't really do anything else except <laughs> except do strategy. So, so it really is dependent on like what group of mechs that you chose and like yeah what island you decide to start with and all this stuff i have some pretty general strategies for this game okay i have a very general strategy you know i really don't do strategy very well it's like not my brain my brain is not wired like that okay but like for this game you're pretty much like kind of what we said earlier you're reacting to the enemies yeah so like for me, strategy was like, first of all, making sure I clicked over each enemy to make sure I knew where they were attacking because it's not always the same. Like we said, some will attack right next to you. Some will shoot over several spaces and attack a building on the other side of the grid or something like that. And if you're not paying attention, you might just assume they're all doing the same thing or something, you know? Yeah. So how, like for me, it's like hover over each one, see what they're going to do. And then... You really want to think through all three of your turns before you make any moves. You want to have all three, like you want to know what you're doing before you do anything. Basically, you want to try to plan as much oh, as yeah, you can. Yeah, you want to, yeah, you want to have a plan for all three of your mechs before. Yeah, you, move you them. want to be like, okay, when I move this here and shoot this, it's gonna move this guy here. Okay, so you know where that enemy is going to go. And then you can move this guy over here and sh- maybe shoot that enemy or shoot another enemy or whatever. But you have to, you need to know what order you're going to go in. Yeah. Because that can like change everything. You may not be able to do a move. If yeah, you, it might open up a space yeah, or something. Exactly. And you might mess yourself up if you don't have it all planned out. Yeah, that's good advice. So, as we mentioned earlier, this game heavily centers around avoiding collateral damage. The power grid acts as your health meter, and every structure that's harmed, uh, you lose power. And then when the power runs out, it's game over. The health on your mechs is restored after each level, but if your mech's health drops to zero, the pilot dies, and you'll lose whatever bonus uh, stats the pilot gave you. So, a good strategy is to try to have the VEC target your mechs rather than the building, which involves getting the mechs kind of close to the VECs. Okay. Mexico's the best. Yeah, I never <laughs> thought about that, and I never used that strategy either. But uh, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, 
because basically the Vex kind of like target at random, so they don't have a overall overall strategy. So between so for them, like they're programmed to see you and the buildings kind of like equally. Yeah, so it takes all targets equal and randomize which one it will okay. attack. So so basically, if you're kind of within their attack zone, they can attack you. Of course, some enemies, the the ones that kind of web you and freeze you, you actually kind of don't want to attack your mechs. Yeah. So you kind of have that balance where some feck you're you want targeting <laughs> your mechs because you can easily just move them out of the way and some you'd rather actually kind of didn't yeah because it like that actually adds like a whole nother layer of like what you have to think about yeah because if you're kind of like attached to one of them then you basically have to use a turn for one of your other mechs to get that one free yeah or you or can... you can like Use, you, use the one that, that's attached to it. But then it. you can't move it. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, that adds, like, another layer of, like, okay, how do I get this free, but also be able to move it and, you know. Yeah, the good stuff. the good thing is is if one mech or, yeah, one mech is kind of up front and a, a bunch of different ones will target it, then it puts them all in one general area where you can all kind of, like, push them all off with one move or something. Yeah. Uh, it kind of depends on what weapons you have, too. So what's another strategy piece you have? That's like kind of all I got. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fine. I got a few more. <laughs> so unless you're low on power, um, as far as the objectives are concerned, you know how you can choose between gaining power or gaining reputation? Yeah. Yeah, so like when you're on an island, you have all these different regions, and basically each region is like a level. Yeah. Um, but before you choose it, you can see what your what rewards you're gonna get for baiting that. So sometimes it's reputation, sometimes it's reputation and power. Sometimes it's just power. Yeah. But yeah, you can also kind of look at the objectives. Unless you're low on power, it's usually good to prioritize reputation. Yeah. Because at the end of the island, you can you know spend it one for one on power anyway, hmm. and that gives you a little bit more flexibility. I was so paranoid about like being weak. And like being afraid that I would need all the power I could get, <laughs> that I would pretty much just start doing the ones that gave me power. That way, when I got to the boss, you know, I was like, had the most amount of health that I could have. Yeah. Well, once you have full power, though, it doesn't really add more. It just it makes your grid defense stronger. Oh. Huh. So basically, uh, there's a certain percentage chance that uh, an attack against one of your buildings will be resisted. So once you get full power, every power just increases that percentage chance that your buildings will resist uh, an attack. I didn't realize that. I just wanted to be like prepared because I knew I'd probably like get yeah. attacked at some point or make a mistake or something. <laughs> yeah. And then um, some weapons are way better than others. I feel like the best weapon in this game is the wind torrent. Basically, it's a like single-use weapon that... You can use to push every single unit on the map in one direction. Cool. Yeah. It's super OP. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, it's super what? Uh, OP, overpowered. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't know what that means. Mostly <laughs> because you can use it to negate like several attacks at once. And I think it doesn't cost much to upgrade it. So you have unlimited uses. So cool. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It does exactly what it sounds like it would do <laughs> winter. That's yeah. like. Pretty yeah. much when you said that, that's what I thought I guess, it was going to do. I guess the one negative is it moves your mechs too, but that can also be a positive. Oh. Uh, hmm. So if you're trying to separate the two, that's not really going to work. Yeah. Because well, they're all going to move. Yeah, but you know, you can move some back into mountains. It could, you can still get separation. Yeah, true. And then uh, upgrading weapons can be more beneficial than buying new ones. Unless, you know, you have like a wind turbine available. <laughs> You can carry reputation over from one island to the next if you buy items from that island and then sell it on the next island. You can do that? Yeah, because they buy and sell for the same amount. Dang. There's a lot of stuff I didn't really discover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the last thing I'm going to say is shields. Um, shields are super handy in this game. Um, not just because they prevent like a single damage attack, but they also prevent status effects, uh, which includes freezing, burning, acid, and web. Which is super handy, especially if he has a, a weapon like the cryo launcher, which freezes your mech every time you use it. So if you have like a, a pilot that starts with shields, you can use that. Man, that's so much better to use that weapon because, yeah, you're not freezing your mech every single time. Because, yeah. Because the seal shield resists the uh, status debuff or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. So uh, moving on to the future. 
<laughs> My guess is you didn't find anything. I didn't. Did you? <laughs> yeah, no news on any new games. Uh, <laughs> the most recent thing I could find was that Into the Breach is now available in 10 languages, and that was wow. announced way back in April of 2020. I mean, that's pretty cool, though. A- April but, So you didn't look and see if Subset was making any new games or working I on did. any new I games? I did. I mean, yeah, I didn't see anything. I mean, their, their Twitter feed is pretty sparse. Pretty yeah. Empty. So, did you go? Did you look at their website? Oh yeah. Was yeah. it just as sparse? No, it's a, you know it's good information, but it doesn't have their new project. Maybe it's still mm. under wraps. I, I hope they're working on something. I new. know they got to be working on something, right? I mean, <laughs> they got They got to be. <laughs> they got a, a successful game company. Moving on, I guess to the challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did. I did not beat the challenge <laughs> so, so you did not manage to save two different timelines no, with two different groups of mechs i didn't i think i played about five or i tried about five different timelines i guess yeah that's probably and i only that's got <laughs> i mean but i don't know it's just it takes you know like three four hours to get through a timeline for yeah. me that's like a day or really like sometimes i split it up into two just because like i don't know i couldn't really like I couldn't really get into this game too much. I like, I kind of like it, but I don't know. It's just, I didn't get obsessed with it like I do with certain games. Yeah, like some it, games that I really like, I get like really obsessed with it and I can really put away like a hundred hours <laughs> fast. But then other games, it's like, if it's not grabbing my attention, I don't know. I'd just rather play other stuff, I guess. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You, know, <laughs> you like what you like. Yeah, it's not a bad game. It's just not really for me, I guess. Yeah. It's like your type of game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I am super excited. I did do that. I did kind of give you a harder one because I was kind of hoping a little bit that you might rap this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't mind rapping. I don't know. It's fun. It's one of the funner parts of the podcast. So yeah, I honestly, to be like, you know, 100%. I didn't try that hard to beat the challenge this <laughs> <What>? week. <laughs> I just kind of accepted that I would go ahead and rap, and I played enough to like talk about the game and stuff. But yeah. I was just like, eh, I think I'll just rap for this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no worries. <laughs> you at least got you at least be one timeline, which is pretty good. This is a hard game. Yeah, and and that and I didn't hate the game, so it's yeah. like maybe there is like a turn-based strategy game out there for me you know yeah so you don't think it's giving me a little bit of hope that they're not all like gonna be like some of the ones i see you play where it's just like crazy like it looks like a lot you know yeah so uh you're probably not gonna go back and play this game anymore you think uh probably not Uh, especially because i have some other games that i'm like really freaking obsessed with right now and it's like I don't know. I get into these little like uh, periods where I'm kind of like one track mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on game, on a game, and I'm like, gotta get all the things for this one game. <laughs> definitely, I definitely have been that way too. I totally understand that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, are you ready for these fire rap lyrics that I'm about to throw down? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's all hear right. Into the breach, gotta reach real deep If you wanna reap that sweet, sweet sleep Game not for the meek, future looking bleak Timelines all mystique, testing my technique Can't turn the cheek to get what you seek Gotta kill the weak, that's when you peak Victory you seek, feels so unique Once you hit that streak, it's all Dawson's Creek Oh man, I'm like not that good of a rapper, but I hope you guys still enjoy it anyway. Yeah, it's for fun, right? Yeah, (laughs) I'm not trying to be, you know, Megan the Stallion or anything, but uh, I mean, I wish she's cool. But um, we forgot to like kind of set up uh, the surprise about our next episode. Yeah, we do have a surprise next episode. Yeah, we've got an awesome guest joining us. Yeah, and so next episode if you're listening and you hear two erics 
on the same episode. <gasps> what? No, we didn't clone our host, Eric. <laughs> we invited our friend, Eric, to come and be a special guest. Yeah, special guest, Eric Stetson. Yeah, the next Eric episode. Stetson. And so he gave us a game challenge for the next episode since he's going to be the guest. Yeah. And uh, are you ready to hear what it is, Eric? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So the game is called Myst. M-Y-S-T. Man, Have you I, heard of this game? Yes, I had this game as a kid. <laughs> I played for about a total of like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I could not figure out what to do. And I'm like... I have way better games to play than this. <laughs> so it'll be interesting so to go... So definitely not a game for a child, I guess you're saying. That's what you're saying. It'll be interesting to go back and play this because I had it... I, yeah, I had it on CD. I don't remember how I had it, but yeah, I remember playing it and just not getting it. So maybe uh, maybe as an adult, it will uh, <laughs> something will click. Yeah, hopefully now, because also you've played like a million other games since then. So you've probably earned a lot of game knowledge. That's true. And so maybe it'll be a little bit easier too in that way. So the challenge is, as a team and without any help, context, or strategy guides, solve the riddle of Mist Island. There are a couple of endings. Only one is, quotes, good. <laughs> and that's the challenge. So... We have to play this one as a team. That's going to be hard because our schedules <laughs> do not line up that well. Yeah, I think we can work it so out. So we'll have to definitely play this like on a weekend or something. So as a team and without any cheating, basically, is what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> no cheating or help from the Internet, I'm guessing. Hey, that's we fine. have to that's solve a- the riddle of Mist Island. That's really how it would have been back in the day where when this game came out, you wouldn't really have access to that kind of information, that cheating information. Yeah, true. So you really would have to pretty Unless much be on your own. Unless you knew someone else that played the game and yeah. they got it, or if you're really tech savvy, you might have been able to like figure something out. But yeah, probably not very much information. So when, do you know when this game came out? I guess you said when you were a kid, so like the 90s? Yeah, it's got to be, oh man, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll find out next week. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So I don't know. I'm really excited. Yeah. I love when we have guests. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a good episode coming up next. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. As always, if you like what you heard, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Interact with us on Instagram, on social media. Uh, we really just want to know what your opinions are and what you think of the gangs that we're talking about. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye.